The FCC takes more action on robocall providers. New ham radio filing fees start next month. And the audio division making excellent pace on declaring NCE tentative selectees. REC, FCC Today, BG Bradley. This is FCC Today, the podcast for March 24, 2022. On Wednesday, the FCC announced that they will start the new application fee rates for services covered by the Wireless Telecommunications Bureau. The new rates will go into effect on April 19, 2022. This includes the controversial implementation of a $35 application filing fee in the amateur radio service. The change in the structure of the application fees throughout the FCC was as a result of the Ray Bombs Act, which streamlined the method on how application fees are determined and applied. Before Ray Bombs, the Communications Act included specific items that application fees could be applied to and that any significant change to that structure would require an act of Congress. Under Ray Bombs, application fees are now apportioned based on the extent of commission resources needed to process the application. Prior to Ray Bombs, amateur radio did not have a line item and therefore didn't have any fees. While the Communications Act has a similar structure for annual regulatory fees and a statutory exemption for amateur radio, such an exemption was never put into Ray Bombs to prevent application fees in ham radio. For the Media Bureau, the new rates went into effect on July 15, 2021, and as a result, some fees increased, others decreased, and new fee categories such as minor modifications of FM translators were created. Under both sections of the Communications Act, non-commercial educational broadcast stations remain statutorily exempt from filing and regulatory fees. The FCC has sent cease and desist orders to three phone companies for facilitating robocalls. The companies include Airspring of Van Nuys, California, Hello Hello Miami of Miami, Florida, and Think Technologies of Raleigh, North Carolina. According to the FCC, each of these carriers allowed their networks to be used for illegal robocalls. Most of the calls were of the scammer variety where callers claimed to be from Amazon, PayPal, or the Social Security Administration. The companies have been ordered to terminate the routing of such calls within 48 hours and report back to the FCC and the Traceback Consortium on the steps being taken by the companies to prevent customers from using their networks for illegal robocalls. Failure to take action can result in in downstream U.S.-based voice service providers blocking all calls from these companies, including legitimate calls. In a statement, FCC Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel said, quote, It is illegal to allow these junk calls to flood customers' phones, and there are consequences for phone companies that do not take immediate action to stop participating in these schemes, end quote. So far, the FCC has sent over a dozen cease and desist orders and all recipients have responded quickly and committed to take action to stop the flow of robocalls on their network. 
The audio division has issued a $1,000 dinger to Nanette Valdez-Schwartz for failing to file a long-form broadcast application. Valdez-Schwartz was the winner of the Auction 109 FM construction permit for Medicine Bow, Wyoming. Winning bidders were required to file their long-form applications by September 13, 2021. Valdez Schwartz filed her application on September 27 without any kind of a waiver request. In response to the notice of apparent liability, Valdez Schwartz claimed it was a misunderstanding of the process, and she chalked it up as a rookie mistake. The base forfeiture is $3,000, but because the violation was considered a minor post-auction delinquency, did not undermine the auction process, and because of the public interest to introduce new FM service to Medicine Bow, the division reduced the fine to $1,000. Today, the FCC had released a threshold fair distribution analysis of 19 more groups of mutually exclusive applications from the 2021 filing window for non-commercial educational FM stations. So far, just over half of the MX groups that are expected to be handled through fair distribution analysis have been determined. So far, all groups have had either two or three applications in them. These applications will go on public notice and may be grantable after a 30-day petition to deny period. There are still approximately 11 MX groups with two or three members left in them. The remaining 22 fair distribution groups have between four and 12 applicants in them. Over 90 MX groups that are expected to be handled through the point system will be determined later this year by orders from the full commission. FCC Today. FCC Today, the podcast is available through Podbean, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeart, Spotify, and other great places where you can get your podcasts. For media bureau updates in real time, visit FCC.today. This has been a production of REC Networks, always on at RECNET.com. I'm Michelle Bradley, SBE Certified Broadcast Technologist. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. R-E-C. R-E-C.